Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. We're here today. Um, I'm your moderator, Joan McHugh, and I'm so happy we have Kyle Clement on the line and about to present a beautiful Divine Mercy reflection and talk um, on the healing graces of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So before he does that, let me introduce you to Kyle. Although you know him, let me remind our listeners that Kyle, he identifies himself as a sinner He's an international Catholic speaker and presenter on spiritual warfare, reclamation theology, patriarchy, and the Liber Christo method of Catholic healing and deliverance. And Kyle is a, Catholic, is a case facilitator and administrator for the Society of the Most Sorrowful Mother, an association of exorcist priests who provide investigation, evaluation, and consulting services on cases of suspected diabolical activity and or diabolical possession for dioceses, bishops, and exorcists in the United States and abroad. Um, Kyle has over 15 years experience training and assisting and consulting exorcists in and for the Roman Catholic Church around the world, as well as assisting dioceses in establishing protocols for spiritual warfare and healing ministries in the United States. You know, as I read this um, bio, I'm, I'm aware that there's very little said or uh, talked about about spiritual warfare and healing ministries in the United States and WSFI is in the forefront of promoting this and the the person really standing out is Kyle Clement so welcome Kyle to the show oh thank you so much Joan it is so glad I'm so glad to be with you here during this octave of Easter and I know you're somewhere far away in the United States. You're always traveling to places to do ministry. Where are you now, Kyle? I'm speaking to you from a beautiful, beautiful facility in the Diocese of Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm at, on the grounds of the Terra Sancta Retreat Center here. Oh, wow. Um, we're doing a uh, training and protocol for their diocese to implement the Libra Cristo program and to uh, supplement... Uh, the spiritual warfare efforts in this diocese. The Beautiful. bishop here uh, is uh, Bishop Gruce, who is just a wonderful, wonderful man, uh, one of the bright and shining stars in, in the USCCB. Oh, that's beautiful, Kyle. How do you spell his name? G-R-U-S-S. Gruce, okay. So it's nice to know about him. So, Kyle, thank you, and thank you for your your powerful work that you do. I'm just very touched by your ministry, and we need it so badly. So tell us um, what we can expect to hear today to talk about. Oh, I think that to reclaim always and everywhere, to reclaim the, the treasures of our faith and the rich and abundant graces that are found only in Catholicism, <clears throat> the fullness of truth and the fullness of our faith, I think that, first of all, to orient ourselves where we are, uh, we're, we're only a few days post-resurrection, 
and Jesus will appear in the upper room and, and really start to make known the fruits of the sacrifice, the fruits of the resurrection. And I'll draw your attention to the just the short exchange when he appears in the upper room behind the locked doors. So let's let's kind of re- reclaim where our our uh, recant re. <laughs> I'm a little bit tongue-tied. Recount where we are. That's nice. The apostles, the apostles have just seen our Lord scourged beyond recognition, horribly crucified, buried. They've yet to see him alive. They know that there's an empty tomb. Mary Magdalene has given them that knowledge. They're frightened. The last that he saw of them, except for St. John, was their back as they ran away mm-hmm. and abandoned him. And Peter, in fact, denied him. And so he appears, and I would think that we should hang on his every word. This is someone who is just resurrected from the dead. This has never been done by, under their own power. God has brought himself back from death. He appears in a locked room, I would want to hang on his every word. And what he says with him, it's amazing. What he says to them is, peace be with you. First words out of his mouth. Peace be with you. In modern speak, he's saying, I hold nothing against you. Imagine what flooded through their heart. The, re- the relief that Jesus is not saying, where were you last Friday? Where were you? Where was my father? Where was everybody who was supposed to keep this from happening? Listen to what he's saying. He's not saying those things. Peace be with you. And then the very next thing he says is, whose sins you forgive are forgiven. He's linking mercy and forgiveness so closely right here. This is what he chooses is his first words to the apostles upon the moment of his resurrection, his appearance to them. What does this mean to us in the healing and deliverance ministry or in spiritual warfare? He's telling us precisely what the key to the whole thing is, and that is this. We must forgive in order to be forgiven. Jesus is not going into detail or an emotional diatribe or story about what happened to him last Friday. Jesus is not telling the story. But how could I just could I just ask you a question? Sure. Jesus is modeling sure. it for them, right? He's precisely. Okay. Precisely. He's, he's offering he's saying, them a I model. Am resurrected. Go ahead. Exactly. He's he's saying, I am I am resurrected. I the wounds of the scourging are gone. They're cleansed in the tomb. The wounds of sacrifice are all you see. That where I conform my will to God's holy will, all of that when we talk about healing and we talk about the father wound and the mother wound and these modern psychology terms, this operates counter to Catholicism. Catholicism says we are forgiven and healed by forgiving and offering healing to others, willing to suffer for those who cannot or will not, willing to suffer for the very people who are causing us the pain and the trauma. 
Mm-hmm. We, I, I get the opportunity to present and to help priests of the Most High God, men whose hands are sacramentals just by the fact of their ordination, men who have the ability to bring the healing power of Christ, to be Christ's presence in the world today. And modernly, they think they, many of them, sadly, think they have to act as counselors, where they bring something so much more powerful, which is Christ himself. We as Catholics are different. For us to engage in counseling or in, in, in statements, hollow statements that say God didn't intend, when we do these things, we diminish the power of mercy, the power of forgiveness, and the healing of the soul. This Ky- is the, uh, the true grace of resurrection. But Kyle, um, but I have, I have um, a different, I have a thought here. Um, you said about the, the mother wound and father wound. Um, I, I, you know, I've studied psychology and I've been to counseling for many years and I've read a lot of things. And from what I, I, I truly believe that some of us do carry father wounds where the father abandoned the family or the mother, you know, was abusive to her children. So those are very real things, are they not? Well, while they are, the response to them needs to be Catholic and not secular. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. The response needs to be, okay, so would you explain that? Sorry. (laughs) Happily. It needs to be Catholic and not secular. This is the difference between modern Protestant-driven deliverance ministry and Catholic liberation, the theology of liberation through prayer and suffering. And so we as Catholics have always talked about prayers of liberation, and so that is to free the soul. When we talk about healing, Lord, say the word, and my soul shall be healed. So we're talking about healing the soul, not just the psyche. And what I mean by that is this, is that there is a father wound. God the Father is wounded, and we are the cause of it. Anything short of that is a modern uh, disposition or a modern orientation that says somehow I am owed certain things. I am entitled to certain things. That's Luciferian language. That's a very dangerous language, and it militates against the power of God Almighty. It militates against the sovereignty of Jesus Christ, and ultimately it militates against our faith. Oftentimes when we say modernly, they will say, well, that father was abusive. While I'm not condoning that behavior in the least, what I'm saying is, what happens, happens. Our response to it is the path to sanctity or a path to damnation. Kyle, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having trouble with this because you're saying (laughs) the uh, healing the soul, not just the psyche. God is wounded, and we are the cause of it. Well, that I understand that, but what about the wounds that we have suffered? Are you discounting them? Listen. 
I'm not discounting them at all. What I'm saying is we have to join them to Christ and his passion. We have to absolutely mm-hmm. join them and to his passion. Let them stay in the tomb. Don't tell the story. Don't relive the sin. Don't be uncharitable, even toward those who act egregiously, because whenever we tell the story of a father or a mother who was less than exemplar, we're perpetuating their, the sin and we're perpetuating the the lack of charity we must truly desire their salvation and be willing to suffer for the very people who are causing us pain that's what jesus did i'm i'm just i'm stuck here kyle i'm i'm having um because it's so contrary to my own experience of healing where I had to jump into the pit with the snake, so to speak, where I had to go back in in my life to the to the beating that um, my father gave me in the crib when I was three, and I went back there. Hey, Joan, yeah, Joan, Joan, don't ever don't ever say that again. What do you mean? Don't ever don't ever tell me what your father did again, because no one's here to defend him. I'm not telling you it didn't happen. What I'm saying is you perpetuate it, and that is not being healed. Jesus left the scourging in the tomb. That's the whole point that I'm making. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say to the apostles, let me tell you what they did to me. Let me what they did to me. You don't understand. That's a secular response. It's not a Catholic response. That doesn't heal the soul. Hmm. Also, um, I just want to mention, I just listened to a blog by Dan O'Connor, which has... Um, part of your story on there and I think what you shared on that blog um, demonstrates what you're trying to say now that you went through yourself you have to absolutely give it up Annie you have to absolutely give it to the Lord to do with what he will yeah Um, this is joining our suffering to Christ it is taking what small thing we can carry and joining it to Christ Jesus should have been the poster the poster person for disassociative identity disorder or post-traumatic stress disorder because the very people he came to save are the ones who killed him and he says father forgive them but they know not what they do he says that while he's all he's well it's happening to him and many people will say well young children are abused and they and they're not old enough to make this choice well you're absolutely right but at some point the realization is I suffered at the hands of another. And to join that to the Christ, to join that to the passion, to join that in reparation for the sins of depravity of all mankind means that we no longer hold his desires. We no longer hold it and say, that's mine, that's what happened to me. We say, that's what happened to the mystical body of Christ. And in doing that, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. But if we don't join our suffering to that, then we will not be healed. We simply find some sustainable psychological equilibrium that may or may not last. So, Kyle, um, with, with, your, with this thinking, so it's like we are, we are, we are not to be in touch with with what is in our hearts and experience and memories and in lives, what what brokenness we've suffered, we're just to intellectually just say, I give it all to 
the Lord. We no longer hold it. We just, we don't even look at it. We just give it. Is that what you're saying? And I'm not, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I'm not saying it's easy, but you, you hit some key points. One is it is definitely an intellectual decision because we have to reorder the faculties so that the emotion is in um, obedience to the intellect. In other words, for, I'll give you a good example. If we'll only do things that feel good to us, then we're not going to make any, any hard decisions. How many times have we chosen to go to the dentist or the physical therapist knowing that what we're going to experience will not be pleasant, yet it is for our own good? This is a right ordering of the emotion or memory to the intellect. And the intellect is saying, listen, body, I know that this is going to hurt, but it is for our own good. And so what we have to do is absolutely give up any identity in this woundedness and cease to be in this woundedness. Um, well, this, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to share that I was sort of aware of that type of thing so any I don't take um, pills for my pains <laughs> uh -huh. and when I do get them um, that's what I try to do is offer it up and uh, connect it to the sufferings of other things that are going on with people and and so on uh, even for the poor souls in purgatory and it's interesting to see that maybe an hour later I don't even realize I've had that pain, you know, that it's, it's gone, you know. Um, I have a different experience. I grew up and went to this Sacred Heart Convent School for 12 years, and the nuns were beautiful teachers, and I will treasure my Catholic faith and all that I learned. I learned early to offer it up to whatever I was experiencing, um, when, and a lot of it was painful, and I offered it up, and my mother was mentally ill, and I offered everything up. But for me, I, I see now it was a clever way of being in denial of, of my pain and of, of what I had experienced. I don't think I was healed. I think it gave me a giant depression <laughs> that I experienced later in life. And I think unless we, yeah. in le I mean, offering it up, it's an intellectual exercise. I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, I believed in Jesus, and of course, and I had faith. But still and all, I thought it was very clever uh, of me to think of doing that. But I don't think that that helped me, Kyle. Well, it, and the, the thing is, is there's a lot of theology in Offer It Up. There's a tremendous amount of theology. What we will often hear, though, is just get over it. I'm not saying get over it. I'm not saying dismiss it. I'm not right. saying whistle by the graveyard. I'm not saying that at all. No, you're saying I'm to saying, offer it up, right? I'm saying suffer it, suffer it deeply, wholly, completely, once, and be done with it. That's what Jesus did. We do not reenact the scourging. We do not reenact the agony in the garden. We don't reenact those things where he's taking on our sins. We reenact the sacrifice itself. And so that's the part that we need to join to, is to understand that the sacrifice has to be perpetuated. We perpetuate it through our own daily lives of joining everything to him, 
joining everything. When he says, come and follow me, he, he says, when he says, pick up your cross, what he's saying is whatever you encounter, join it immediately to, to my act, my being Jesus. Jesus' act of suffering and reparation and atonement for the, our sins and the sins of the whole world. If you listen to the divine mercy closely, this is a razor-sharp two-edged sword. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and the sins of the whole world. Anything that we retain, anything that we hold on to, any sin, someone else's, our own, any of that that we hold on to is a denial of joining that to Christ. And it, it works against the efficacy of salvation. It works against grace. When we have prayer sessions and we talk about all the bad things that people did to us and we get an emotional consolation, we're perpetuating the sin and we're not confessing our own sins, which are a lack of gratitude and a lack of joining our sin to Christ's uh, sacrifice on the cross. And so that's the father wound I'm talking about. God is saying, here, give me that. I will take it from you. And we're saying, no, I think I'd rather be identified as a victim. I think I'd rather be, I'd rather tell my story a little longer so I can evoke an emotional response. So we're actually denying God the Father when he's asking, bring this to me. You know, I, I, it's just so foreign to me. Um, we only have two and a half minutes left for this segment, um, Kyle. It's just new for me, this 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 intellectual approach, even though I sp spend, you know, the greater part of my spirituality is to join myself to the Lord and to my offering and so on. But to be so detached, people who have, who, who have tried to heal and have, have had to re-experience their pain, I don't think they get consolation from, from the pain. I think they're actually trying to heal and they they're trying to come out of it and how can they come out of it if they don't even admit it or be in touch with it in order to give it to jesus well you just put three balls in the air so let's freeze them and, and talk about it all right a minute and a minute and but, a half <laughs> okay the most important one is the last one you put up which is they they're not aware of it at some point, they are aware because we're talking to them. We're having a conversation. Right. So the Holy Spirit is moving within them. But it takes us directly to the heart of the Our Father, which is, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. There's only two dots here. Anyone can connect them. We will forgive to the extent we forgive. We will receive mercy to the extent we extend mercy there is no tertium non detour. There's no third way around this. This is a straight connection. If you want the current of grace to flow through your heart, then your heart must be pure of any unforgiveness. That's simple. And we, we know it's pure of unforgiveness when we no longer tell the story, when we no longer talk about what happened to us. Mm-hmm. Um. Kyle, we only have a few minutes, a few seconds left. We're going to take a break shortly. 
um, we're going to come back and have another um, session with you and we're going to explore this further and then I'd like to take at least five minutes and pray for some prayer requests toward the end of the show. Is that good with you? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. We'll be back shortly. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Hi, this is Sister Beth Ann Dillon from the Daughters of St. Mary of Providence in Chicago. Catholic Radio Today is so important for young people and families to hear the Word of God expressed, to give them food for thought, and to help them bring the Word of God in a loving way as we are all called to be evangelizers in the faith. So listen to WSFI Antioch 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Are we back? We're we're back, and we're having a wonderful discussion with uh, Kyle Clement on the healing graces of the death and resurrection of the Christ. And Kyle, um, it's it's all different for me. What you're saying, I mean, not I, some of it is um, the the intellectual part because I know forgiveness is the bottom line, and to 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 seek forgiveness uh, uh, from Christ. But Angela and I had um, a bite to eat earlier, and we were talking 
Oh, about um, a, a man she knew, and he was in Vietnam, and he was, um, I, I don't know, he was a, an officer. He flew these, uh, these very fast helicopters, and he was imprisoned in Vietnam, and he was severely tortured. And um, he got out, finally, he, he came home to America. He lives somewhere in Illinois. And he, he went back and he forgave all his captors. And um, it's, a, it's a beautiful story. Um, and she just told me that at lunch. And um, I know that forgiveness is the key to our spiritual life, but it's how we get there. Um, that it, I'm having a bit of a struggle with. <laughs> okay. I, let's go back into it. A little. How do we get there? Is there's no easy way to get there. Mm-hmm. There's no way to ease into it. Jesus came and suffered and died to conquer sin. Mm-hmm. Death and suffering enter through sin. And I'm speaking... From a functional theology standpoint, I've been involved in, in dealing with people who are heavily obsessed and possessed for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so I look at what does it take to achieve liberation? And this is what I'm... So it's just a very functional theology. It's not a, an academic discourse. It's not an intellectual discourse. But it starts in the intellect. It is the intellect, which is the highest faculty of a human. It is where we are most like God, and it's what makes us reasoning beings. It's, it sets us apart, this idea that we would choose uh, to, to, to undergo something for the benefit of another. Demonic psychology cannot conceive of the idea of suffering or engaging in an unpleasant activity for the benefit of another. Mm-hmm. It's demonic psychology is totally self-centered. It's totally narcissistic. It's totally driven about fulfillment of self, mm-hmm. and so it can't begin to conceive of the of suffering for another, especially for one who is causing the pain. And this is precisely what Jesus did, precisely what he did. So when you say, "How do you get there?" you have to make the decision to forgive, and then you have to do it every day militantly. It doesn't come easy. Love is not a feeling. It's a decision. Forgiveness is love with its working clothes on. Wait a minute. That's what that is. Let's say that again. We learned in Marriage Encounter, love is a decision. I remember learning that, and that kind of blew my mind. You know, I thought it was a feeling. So love is a decision. And what was the next thing you said? And forgiveness is love with its working clothes on. <laughs> okay. What that means is this, is it is easy to love and love him when he brings you flowers every day. It's easy to love him when you find the little note in your coffee cup. Right. It's easy to love him when he's constantly telling you how pretty you are. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to love him or forgive him when he comes home drunk with the smell of another woman on him. Mm-hmm. That's when he needs it the most. Mm-hmm. But because that's what the demon is going to count on is that you internalize the hurt and turn away from love and turn away from forgiveness, turn away from the, that sacrifice. But we're human beings, so we naturally internalize the hurt. 
We have emotions. Not we naturally. have bodies. We have. We're not only we, minds. But that is why they should be purified, Joan, and they're purified through this process. And your exemplar there is the Blessed Mother. The seven swords in her heart are there, and there's a there's a pain. There's no resistance offered, so there is not a pain the way you and I experience pain. We experience pain out of our resistance to God's holy will. We, we experience pain when our will is not in total conformity to His. Yeah. And so when we offer that resistance, that's when we suffer. Yeah, I, I kind of believe that. When, <laughs> well, Joan, I'm not having a debate with you. Yeah. I'm just telling you how it is. You know, I'm just struggling here because this is different for me. I have to be honest. And 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 I'm un, I'm understanding. What we did was we inverted, um, starting in the '60s, we inverted emotion and intellect. So now what happens is people feel they don't think; they feel and they call that thinking. Mm-hmm. But there's. All the time, you are constantly making your emotion and your physical desires yield to your intellect. For instance, every time you look at a half-gallon of ice cream, you're not eating a half-gallon of ice cream. We just came through Lent where you were mortifying. You were saying, no, I won't have that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I will have. Those are intellectual decisions where the lower faculties become ordered to the higher faculty. Yes. That is what I'm talking about. Okay, we so we are human, and we we are our fallen nature has to be purified through this exercise. So help me here for for all kinds of uh, wounds that people suffer for like emotional abuse, for physical abuse in their families, for abandonment, for all the 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 normal things you read about every day that people suffer um so what what is your so how what are you saying is the way for them to deal with these things intellectually if they have faith please god to just completely turn over their hurt to jesus and and forgive and say well yeah well, hang on just a minute. Let's, okay. Let's look at this from a very pragmatic standpoint, and mm-hmm. that is this. The short answer to your question is yes, but here's how it's done. Mm-hmm. Is we place ourselves in positions of offense. We concern ourselves with things who do, that don't, do not concern us. We place ex- expectations on people which we have no right to do. We set ourselves up, especially through social media and familiarity of interaction with other humans, we set ourselves up for offense. St. John of the Cross is attributed with a quote, Who am I to be offended at the actions of anyone? So let's stop and see, who am I to feel offense? If someone abandons me or rejects me, this is me expecting a behavior. I'm owed nothing. My every breath is a gift. Every breath. Every my existence is a gift. And so what am I expecting? What do I think I'm entitled to? What what do and where does that thought come from? 
all of this militates against the right relationship with God the Father, the relationship between creature and creator, which is, which is the most basic relationship. So once you clear the table of all the stuff that we choose to be offended over, I could, you know, this is the news. This is politics. And it's, it's all of us seeking these emotional uh, stimulations which have no good purpose. Why do we watch the news, which we're powerless to do anything about? But Why do we engage in conversations that we're powerless to affect? I disagree with your premise that we choose to be offended. You know, ah, maybe okay. people are offended because someone hurts them. Okay, what, what's the hurt, Joan? Just give me an example. Um, well, um, so... Uh, so a, a, a parent who berates a child, you're no good. You're you're a piece of trash. I mean, this goes on in a lot of families. It does. It does. Now, is that who answers for that? Well, <laughs> the child. I mean, the child becomes no, hurt. The, no, no, no. The parent answers for that. Oh. Take everything to particular judgment. Who will have to answer for those remarks? The mm -hmm. parent. The child can choose to believe them, not choose to believe them, suffer for whatever he chooses to suffer. Mm -hmm. But your word was offense, to feel offense. Usually when a, if, if a child has a history of being berated or abused, then sometime later in life, a psychological problem will, will show up, mm -hmm. something will happen. Mm -hmm. And then they're encouraged, they're encouraged to find fault with their parent rather than to say, in praying for your parent who did this, mm -hmm. it wasn't right, but in praying for your parent and suffering for your parent, not only are you healed, but you open up the relationship to healing and ultimately heal the relationship between God the Father and the child mm -hmm. by the child's willingness to suffer for the parent. Wow. Well, Kyle... This is just new for me, and uh, maybe for some of our listeners, I appreciate what you're saying, and I certainly will pray about it and thank God for it, because maybe this is the new way for me to learn and to grow, and for our listeners. Um, well, what it's growing out of is just a huge data set, and looking at it, especially as how we as humans have, have come to internalize actions of other humans, especially in the last 60 to 80 years under the influences of modern psychology, which have done us no favors whatsoever. But I'll deal with the child that you just described who was berated and, and told they were, had no value. I'll deal with them when they're a possessed individual 30, 40 years old. Mm -hmm. And what I'll tell you is that in the path to liberation, they're going to have to not only forgive that parent, yes. but they're going to have to yes. recognize that God put them in that situation for the purpose of salvation. Mm -hmm. God placed them as a Christ mm -hmm. in that situation. Mm -hmm. And until they do that, the demon will remain. And we're going to have to stop on that note, Carl, uh, Kyle, because would we, could we pray for some of the prayer intentions that people have asked for? Um, there's a, first, we want to pray, I'll name them, and then would you pray for them, Kyle? Um, 
Certainly. Sophie, who's had a heart attack, and she's quite young. Uh, there's Kristen Martin, who sent an email. Um, the doctor discovered some ovarian cysts, and she's terrified, and I can't she can't afford surgery and she's scared about having cancer so those are two of the requests that we have and then I have a granddaughter who has these incredible tantrums from anxiety probably and I I, I pray to help my my son and his wife deal with this because it's very it's very difficult it's very hard to help this child and to find peace for her so those are three intentions. Annie, do you have any intention? Um, not at this time. Okay, so for everybody out there, yeah. too, Kyle, who is listening, who has any prayer intentions, would you just say a prayer in the next half, half a minute? <laughs> Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be present in this time and in this place, to offer our sufferings, to join them to your sufferings, to be always and everywhere linked and united to you, Lord. May we offer them without any reservation that you may do with them what you will. Take from us the fear and help us to replace it with trust, to make the hard decision to trust you in all things, to trust you in all things, Lord, to, su to suppress the lower faculties and make them yield to the higher faculties in the same way that you kept your focus always on the sacrifice, in spite of the pain of the cross, in spite of the pain of the, of the passion, you were focused always and everywhere on our salvation. May we be so focused on the salvation of all of those to whom you have sent us. We thank you, for you are a kind and compassionate God, and your mercy endures forever. In the name of the Father, and, and of, of the, the Son, and, and of, of the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Kyle, Amen. thank you, and God bless. been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.